On this week's Big Tech Show, you might not think it could happen to you, but our guest this week explains how a significant number of Irish people may be falling victim to romance frauds online. Victims can feel a misplaced sense of shame. People can blame themselves. They feel embarrassed. And so they don't want to tell family, friends. They don't want to report it to the police. In some cases, of course, the victims are already in relationships. They're married. They have an extra reason to keep that quiet. The Big Tech Show, available on all podcasts platforms. On the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, I'm delighted to be joined by cardiologist Dr. Paddy Barrett, chatting all things cardiovascular disease. The way I look at this is that the the two statistics that everyone should really be aware of is cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death globally and in most developed nations, but it's also the most preventable. 90% of it can be prevented at an early stage if you just follow the right steps and formula. So I look at it as a, a scary opportunity. As ever available on all podcast platforms. Today on the Indo-Daily. A money grab by the GAA or a legitimate income stream? And I would say you'd have to question are RTE and the GAA exploiting hurling? And I would say that the GAA has failed hurling at this stage. The GAA Go platform has come in for criticism as 38 games will not be shown on free television this year. But what about all the kids that we're trying to introduce into the game, trying to grow the game, trying to bring new demographics into it? Everyone wants everything for free and everybody wants to accommodate everybody. The reality is that comes at a cost. What are you willing to give up for that privilege? The reality is that's likely going to cost coaches. Our elderly people that have gone before us and built our GA clubs and have done all that kind of work, they're the ones probably uh, most uh, maligned with this. The venture between the GAA and RTE has provoked a heated discussion, not just among football and hurling fans, but among the politicians too. If we want to continue to brand hurling as one of the great iconic identifiers of of Ireland, we want more and more people to see it. Uh, And I think it's something that should be reviewed. I'm Kevin Doyle, and today I'm joined by three men that know everything and even a little bit more about GA. We have Michael Verney from our own Irish Independent Sports Department, former Kilkenny hurler, all-star and All-Ireland winner Eddie Brennan, and former Ulster champion with Monaghan footballers Dick Clerken. Michael Verney, first start by explaining to me what is GAA Go, because it's not new. No, it's it's not new. No, it's been in existence for a couple of years now, Kevin. And there was there's been games there for the last couple of years. But I suppose it's really in vogue now since the Sky Deal finished uh, last year, and there were you know there was talk about you know who potentially was going to fill the breach and where games were going to go. Um, I know Virgin Media have said that uh, that other broadcasters weren't kind of uh, contacted about rights and stuff like that, and where games would go or whether to be on other terrestrial television channels. But the GA have basically created. Um, a pay-per-view service uh, well pretty much on the internet all the games are there for, for people to go and purchase um, there's obviously some on terrestrial television still several of them and then there's others on GAA Go which people can pay for there's various uh, there's various deals on different games an individual game is probably not great value at about anything between 12 and 15 euro you can get a deal for uh, the 40 games for 79 euro which works out a little less than 2 euro per game um, that sounds like great value but chances are you're probably only, only going to watch a handful of those games as well so it's maybe not as good value as they would like to tell you but 
that's that's basically delayed land now since the the games have gone from Sky. They've basically gone to GA Go, which is um, half owned by RTE and half owned by the GAA. And this is where the controversy comes because there have been a string of really good games, particularly in the Munster Hurling Championship, that have been exclusive on GA Go, which means if you don't have the app and pay the prices you're mentioning, you didn't get to see the game. Yeah, and, and that's people's really big gripe. I think everybody knew that, that GA Go was coming in and people were adapting to it and we've adapted to streaming games over the last couple of years uh, through COVID and that's like it's been one of the the, the the good byproducts of COVID I would say is the ease of access to watching games of various streaming services but the scheduling Kevin is the real issue here the games the games that are on free to air and the games that were uh, put behind GA Go I'm a hurling man first and foremost but I am, but I am a GA man but Hurling is the jewel in the GA's crown. The Munster Ireland Championship is the jewel in Hurling's crown. And to put, in particular, the Limerick and Clare game, which I think drew the guts of about 600,000 viewers when they met in the Munster final last year, to put that game behind the paywall at the very, very start, looks like they picked a game um, that would get a lot of subscribers and get a lot of people talking and get a lot of people moving towards GA go. That turned out to be another epic and so there was a lot of people, you know, feeling that they missed out. And then, you know, a week later, you have uh, you've Cork and Tipperary, which is one of the great GA rivalries, let alone being one of the great hurling rivalries. That's also behind the paywall on Saturday night. And I think a, a lot of people are just kind of feeling probably left out of it. A lot of people just would turn on the television to watch a game and, and trying to stream it or, you know, get it up on your TV or watch it on your iPhone. That does not suit uh, a certain demographic of the population. And it's happening again this Saturday with Clare and Waterford also been on GA Go. So for three weeks in a row, you have three really juicy, appetising Munster Hurling Championship games um, and they're all behind the paywall. It's gone political, yeah. Michael, and it's never good for, for sport when <laughs> it goes political. We've had the Taoiseach and the Taunashta suggesting that something needs to change here, that these games should be more widely available. We had Virgin Media uh, lob a grenade into the row yesterday with a very hard-hitting statement where they were um, arguing that they weren't given an opportunity to show some of these um, GA matches on free-to-air on their channels. Maybe explain to us, how does media rights work? Because politicians don't get involved in these. There's a certain amount of games every year that have to be free to air, like the All-Ireland Finals and Provincial Finals. But how does it happen when the GA, do they go to RTE and Virgin and go, how much money are you going to pay for all our games? And how does that work if RTE are, are shareholders in GA go anyway? Yeah, that's probably where it gets pretty murky. And the, the Virgin Media statement was like a two-foot attack in, in soccer parlance yesterday. And I think there is a lot of kind of, um, a lot of people probably point scoring off the back of this because this is a public debate at the moment. You know, it's a live line debate. Basically, when the Sky, when the Sky deal went up, um, there would have been talks. I understand that there were some talks between Virgin and, and the GA about potentially uh, broadcasting games, but that that was a never never really a realistic thing from a virgin point of view now that's just from sources close to to both parties involved and it looks like they've gone the GA go direction instead um and again that's murky given the the fact that RG are you know 50% stakeholders in that um like I know Declan McMenna was was speaking yesterday saying that they would be you know reviewing at the end of the year what games uh, they will be broadcasting as they normally would and see whether any change would have to be made and as you say, when politicians are involved, 
is political pressure going to be put really put on the RT on RT and put on the GA to make a change? And that's going to be fascinating to see when that change comes. Will it happen mid championship? Un- unlikely. They don't need to be making any scheduling changes now, but there'll definitely be pressure put on them. Um, choosing what games or what games are going to be free to air next year and what games are going to be behind the paywall. Michael Verney, thank you very much. Eddie Brennan, you very much fall on the side of free to air, that matches should be on RT, Virgin, TG Car, wherever, but that everybody and anybody can watch them. Yeah, I suppose I feel that uh, it's probably our elderly people that have gone before us and built our GA clubs and have done all that kind of work they're the ones probably uh, most uh, maligned with this or, you know, the ones probably on the outside in relation to this and maybe the ones that have been impacted the most. And our our main thing is that we're, we're all inclusive. And I just think that it's a place where we all belong. And if there's an area of our society that can't get access to it, then we have to look at that and try and include them in this. And I just think it probably is the people that are maybe 70 years plus. And, and, and the example I will give you is that my own fathers and uncles here are, you know, like myself, are probably not the, the most tech savvy, but for them, it's a big ordeal to get the matches. And I just think a lot of, a lot, a lot of the elderly people in our community, as much as, look, as the generation we are now, we're, we're responsible for the youths coming behind us, but, but equally to care for the older. And for them, this is their outlet. This is what they look forward to from week to week. So for them not being able to sit down and turn on their televisions on a Saturday night, it's probably very, very disappointing. Did we not have this exact debate almost a decade ago? Because it, it's nine years since championship games went behind a paywall. So how is this any different from the deal that was done with Sky, the row was had, and then eventually people kind of got over it and got on with it? Well, you see, Sky really wasn't probably the, the big competition realistically. When and you look at the viewing figures, I think, you know, a lot of the viewing figures for Sky were, were you know, I don't know, did they even break 15 or 20,000 at times? So they were testing the waters, as I understand it. It wasn't, it, it turned out to not be viable. And RTE, as I understand it, get offered certain packages. And, you know, they're obviously going to go for the bigger package. And it looks as if the package that was offered to them included the All Ireland series, it included Munster, Leinster finals, provincial finals, and maybe the round robin in Munster wasn't part of that package. So, you know, that's my understanding of how that works. And as it as it stands, there's no competition really. You know, it, it's it's RT are the only ones that are in a position that to, to, for the GA to offer to. So um, there's a lot of things going on, but I do think that if if as Alan Milton I think said yesterday. You know, the GA have to make their money somewhere that, that perhaps this is an additional stream for them. If we want to finance and we want to push the GA forward in the months and years ahead, we quite simply have to generate revenue. And so I'm not too sure how the GA could function if all of our games were free to air because there simply isn't enough, uh, there aren't enough entities on the island who are, who are willing to take uh, our games and broadcast them free to air to, to audiences. But Dick Clerken, did it stick in your crawl to have to pay the €79 Euro for a GA go for the year? No, and it didn't stick in me crawl to pay for Sky. It doesn't stick in me crawl to pay for everything else that I make a decision on and value and decide, yeah, that's worth paying for or not. Like we do in every walk of life, every day with our kids, with ourselves. And I just, at at this stage, Kevin, I'm just struggling to keep up with what exactly we're debating here. As you said, we've had this conversation 10 years ago. And, you know, it was eventually ran out of road because people realised, well, you know, this is this is just the way that content is going to be consumed. We got into COVID, people got quite accustomed to 
to paying for games on a streaming service, understood the concept that for an association has to generate revenue. It's very limited avenues to generate revenue to pump back into the games. And even, and I, I appreciate what, you know, and, and tend to young people who have maybe elder relatives or parents that get hit. But like, if you take that argument to an extension, right? If, if you take it that to, to the GA makes a, a conscious decision that we're going to reduce our revenue intake from commercial rights to give our older generation free to air games, right? Just just take that to an extension. The reality is that comes at a cost. What are you willing to give up for that privilege? The reality is that's likely going to cost coaches that the GA are trying to fund now at Eddie's club, in my club, everywhere. We're trying to get coaches now in Monaghan that have been supplemented by the GA to get into our schools, to go into our urban areas. That, that's where the money goes. That's where the money, when you pay your money on GA go, when you pay your money for Sky, that money gets filtered back in to either upgrade stadiums or pay for coaches. So everyone wants everything for free and everybody wants to accommodate everybody, but nobody wants to accept what they're willing to pay for it or who else gives up. So if you want to prioritize older people, Fine, but it could quite potentially come at a cost for younger people who can't get coaches or clubs that can't get resources. And that's what I struggle with, Kevin. It's the, it's the very narrow focus of these arguments. Like at this stage, there's probably about six debates going on in parallel. Is it pay-per-view versus free-to-air? Is it the selection of what games that we're picking for free-to-air? Is it current v. football? Is it a fixture schedule an issue? Is it now Virgin v. RTD? Or is it now older people versus younger people. And I just get a wee bit exacerbated with it all because we've been here before and I think, you know, people need to make up their minds before they're looking for sound bites. But if you look at, um, by next weekend, when Clare play Warford, four of the biggest Munster Championship games will have been on pay-per-view. And I would say, you'd have to question, are RTE and the GA exploiting hurling? And all the kids, I mentioned them at the start, going down to the match with their, with their hurlies and so on, was brilliant. But what about all the kids that we're trying to introduce into the game, trying to grow the game, trying to bring new demographics into it? We've lost a huge opportunity over the last number of weeks. And I would say that the GA has failed hurling at this stage. You know, Don Logue and Jackie's comments were quickly debunked in terms of the Lillard Clare issue, which seemed to grab the headlines and pour a little petrol on the fire. And I think that's all been debunked in the last few days as well, you know. Well, let me let Eddie come back in on that because, Eddie, what would you be willing to give up, as Dick suggests you would have to, in order for the games to all be free to air? Yeah, look, I I suppose there's a lot of facets to the argument. I think central to it is probably the fact that we now have a very narrow window. We have a narrow inter-county season now whereby we, we have to make the most of it because that is, you know, the hierarchy of the GA, that, that's their central stream for making money. But I think it caught a lot of people by surprise because I think the GA go came out initially to accommodate our expats and people overseas. I think it was for people that hadn't access to RT in these places when they're living in Dubai in Australia and all these places. And that's initially what I felt the GA go was about. But I suppose it's, it's accessibility. I think... If, if maybe it was kept quiet enough, I mean, I myself, and again, I have to claim my ignorance on this, I didn't realise what games were going to be behind, you know, the GA goal this year. 
I just took it for granted. And like Dick said there, I made my choice as well. I, I make no bones about it. I was signed up to Sky. I, I had the matches because I wanted them. But that was my own choice. But I suppose a lot of people, you know, didn't have that access. My parents came down and watched it here and things like that. But I just think we, we, we have to be mindful of to accommodate the elderly people. Maybe a more, you know, gradual transition into that. Dick, there is that kind of long-standing, uh, I don't know if it's a joke or, or an insult, the GAA, the Grab-All Association. Not a lot of people would think of the GAA as being a poor organisation and GAA made 1.1 million a year or two ago when it really had very few games. It was a, really the thing for the diaspora as much as anything. So like, maybe could the fees be brought down? Is that the problem? Is it the high price or is it the scheduling as as Eddie suggests? Well, again, somebody tell me what we're debating here. Is it now a cost issue? There's another issue we're, we're throwing in, Kevin. And, and, and I, honestly, I'm, I'm struggling to keep up with what people are, are actually. The problem is going back to this issue about about our, our older generation not having access to games. Like like Eddie, I grew up in the in the 80s as a child and all I could watch was old, my father had old Betamax, uh, they'd read old games taped and we watched them on repeat because there were no games to watch. All you got to watch was um, the All-Ireland series and maybe later on you got an odd provincial final. So so all these older people grew up not being able to watch anything. They went to games, they, they listened to me all air on the radio and over the years, year on year, there's more games have become accessible. So, I just really struggled with this argument because the the older generation have never had more games to watch than they do today, and I think people in state of that and 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 funny enough, I ran it just a stupid Twitter poll. I was bored in the hotel last night just to sort of see that you know people have. I think the people have copped on to the fact that the whole notion that RCE can can show all games free to air is just impossible, right? So the question then is, if you have these games that RCE can't show. Would you be happy that they go to a in subscription, be it Sky or Diego or something else, nothing at all? And the vast majority of people accept that it's quite okay for it to go to a subscription service. Otherwise, there's nothing. So, so and I was I was staying in the horse and jockey last night in in Tipperary, which is a sort of a hurling uh, meeting point. And I just asked the barman, "Out of just out of interest, and you was doing this podcast today?" I said, "Did you have the Diego at the weekend to watch Cork and Tip. Oh, we did. Very good. And I said, where did you just have it all? Have in the bar here? No, no, we actually put it up in the big room in the theatre up, up side reception and we had a big crowd in watching it. And I said, that's interesting. And I would say that's probably played out and we'll play out far more over the course of the summer. For those games that, despite everyone's best efforts, just couldn't be shown on free to air, but there's no an avenue to watch it that otherwise wouldn't have been there. And all you'd have got was a couple of minutes on a Sunday night. So I think people need to maybe look back a wee bit as opposed to looking at the, the weekend just passed or the game that was missed to where we are now versus 10, 15, 20 years ago. Well, Dick, I really appreciate the uh, research effort lengths you went to for the podcast, the Twitter poll and barmen in Tipperary. <laughs> Dick Durkin and Eddie Brennan, thank you very much. Okay, lads, on the bed. My thanks to Michael Verney, Eddie Brennan and Dick Clerken. I'm Kevin Doyle and today's episode was produced by Mary Carroll, researched by Anna Vegler-Chick, recorded by Gavin Hennessy, with sound by Niall McMonagall. Archive clips were from RTE, The Sunday Game, The Last Word with Matt Cooper, Virgin Media News and Independent.ie. If you enjoy the Indo Daily, don't forget to like, follow and leave us a review.